0: Please stand by we'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. Well, praise the Lord. This is uh what day is this? It's the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> And we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. But you say, well, I can't rejoice. Yes, you can, by faith. And we can always rejoice before what He's done for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2. Yeah, verses 1 through 4. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Yeah. I wonder what those scriptures are. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Today we want to talk about why Pentecost. Why did we have Pentecost? Why did God want to set that up to have Pentecost? What is He doing? Let's get the setting of all this first of all. We're going to take this nice and slow to see what God is doing. In Luke chapter 24, I'm reading from there, Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on From on high so the promise what is a promise this word tells us exactly what the promise is God is going to tell us what the promise is he's going to show us number two the word promise also means it's an assurance that it will be done it's going to be done. Second Corinthians one twenty. Someone have that over there. You go, Betty. That be you. All right, praise the Lord. Second Corinthians one twenty. Bear with me. Second Corinthians one twenty. For as many as may be the promises of God, in Him they are yes. Where. Wherefore, also by him is our amen to the glory of God through us. In him all, all, all promises are yes and amen. Now, what in the world does amen mean? So be it. Hallelujah. That's what we say at the end of our prayer, don't we? Amen. We're saying, so be it. Yeah, it's going to happen. So that's what a promise does. It not only tells us the promise, but it also gives us assurance that the promise will take place. So he's saying to the disciples, I'm going to send the promise of my Father. That's going to take place. What's going to happen? You're going to be endued with power. Anybody need power? I tell you, when you get in the car, you better have one. <laughs> you can't exactly. You know, oh, no, no, that's a thought that's going through my mind. You remember the Flintstones? And the only power that they had was here, pedaling with his feet, you know, just going, just going fast as he could. Well, praise the Lord, we got power in the car. We don't have to, we don't have to do it ourselves. We don't have to get there ourselves. We got power. So this power means it's a dunamis power. It means energy, great force, might, great ability. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I need that great ability to do what God called me to do, to do His will, and the strength to do it. That's what power is all about. Uh, it is divine power to overcome all resistance. Mm. Uh, so, when we follow Jesus, everything's going to go along fine. Nothing negative is going to happen. The devil is going to lay down and say, okay, y'all go to it. No. The divine power that's given, he said, it's going to help you to resist every evil power that comes along. And that's what he's saying here. I'm going to uh, send forth that promise. It's going to happen. And it's going to give you power. It's going to give you power. Well, So, that's the setting of Pentecost. Why Pentecost? What in the world is the purpose of Pentecost? Well, to understand what the purpose of Pentecost is, let's go back to the very beginning of the Bible, okay? Uh, I tell you, everything ties together. You just don't, okay, that's a part in there, and um, he just stuck it there so that we could understand uh, that's what took place on the day of Pentecost. No, Pentecost is for a reason. Why Pentecost? We're going back to Genesis chapter 1, starting with verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. God created man in his image. What kind of image? Spiritual image. He was a spiritual being. So he was creating a spiritual being in his likeness upon the face of the earth that would dwell in a flesh. Now, Adam didn't know that at the time. He just knew he was spirit. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. So, uh, why did he do that? Uh, verse 28, Then God blessed him and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. <sighs> have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful. Subdue my creation. God saying, I want you to take dominion over it. You have the authority to do it because you are like me, created like me, spirit being coming forth to take care of my creation. Well, uh, now over in the second chapter of Genesis, verse 7, Then the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Can you imagine God breathing into Adam life? I mean, his breath, God's breath, breathing into him, brought the very life that God wanted him to have. All right, now keep that in mind. All right, you got that? Spirit being, God breathed in him, came alive, hallelujah. Now, continuing on in verses 15 through Uh, 18, in chapter 2 of Genesis, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in that day you eat it, you shall surely die. And the Lord said, It is not good for man to... Be alone, I will make him a helper compatible, comparable to him. Now, what was God doing? He was speaking to Adam. Now, um, Adam, a spirit being, speaking to a spirit God, I see that as spirit speaking to spirit. Keep that in mind now. Uh, we're sitting, we we understand why Pentecost. Why do we have Pentecost? Oh, uh, you see, I'm a uh, like a lawyer. I'm going to build my case here. <laughs> yeah, it's important. But the problem is Adam didn't obey God. And he lost that. Spiritual mindedness, he lost that spirit connection with his heavenly father that he did not have. He sinned, and it took him away from his heavenly father spirit being. So, therefore, something had to take place in order to bring that back in line. Spirit the spirit. Alright? Let's look at uh Jesus now, yeah, Jesus came God in human flesh, spirit man in human flesh again, that's what Adam was spirit man in human flesh, Jesus came, spirit man in human flesh, john one fourteen uh John has john john one fourteen yeah. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word, Jesus, became flesh. The Word of God came flesh. The Spirit, Jesus, as Spirit being dwelling with His heavenly Father, became, now took upon himself flesh. Why? So that he could help us deal with our flesh. He took upon the flesh. Now, Matthew three sixteen through 17. That's Betty. And after being baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So Jesus took upon flesh. Now Jesus could have operated as the Spirit being throughout the whole earth, couldn't he? I mean, he had the power to do that. But what did he do? He was showing us that he, in the flesh, needed the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. He needed that. He needed that to take place. Because it even says in in the next chapter of, of Matthew, he says that he was led by the Spirit. Alright? So Jesus is beginning now to show us to be dependent upon a Holy Spirit to be help mankind again to get back to being a spirit being, to get in touch with their likeness who is. The Father who is a spirit. Hmm. Why Pentecost? Okay. Uh, Romans 8 3. Romans, yeah, Rick, you got that. Romans 8 3. Tells us what Jesus did for us. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son. In the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemn sin in the flesh. So he came and, 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 and in the flesh to deal with our sin, to redeem us from our sinful ways, to redeem us, to get us back into a right relationship with our Heavenly Father. What kind of relationship? Spirit. The Spirit. See, our flesh just gets in the way. But He he wanted to get us initiated into a spiritual relationship that we could have with our spiritual Father. That's what our Heavenly Father always wanted. It's what He wanted with Adam. And Adam gave it up. He sinned. So something had to take place to deal with that sin, to get mankind back into that relationship with the Father as He so desired from the very beginning. All right. Are you hanging with me now? Okay. Uh, John 20, 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, "Receive ye the Holy Spirit." Uh, He did what? He breathed on them. Sounds familiar to me. Back in Genesis chapter one, when or Genesis chapter two and verse seven, when he breathed into Adam. Whoa! So what is he going to do? He's going to get that life back in. That spirit life back into to mankind, so that he can have that spiritual relationship again that he's always wanted. It was lost. Now he's bringing it back in to where he needed it to be, where he wanted it to happen. So he came to, to we want to receive the Holy Spirit to be spiritually minded again, just as Adam was at creation. Can you imagine that to take place in you? Can you imagine that you can have the same kind of relationship that Adam had with God in creation? That's what God has always wanted. He's doing that now. All right. Pentecost. God is creating a spirit being in the flesh. To what? to take dominion and subdue His creation. That's what He's wanted from the very beginning. He's always wanted that to happen. And He's trying to get that back so that mankind can now take control of His creation. subdue it. Take dominion over it. And to be able to communicate with Him again, spirit to spirit, Spirit to Spirit. Because you see, the flesh thinks it knows how to talk. Thinks it knows how to communicate. But the Spirit already knows that. Knows that He knows that He knows how to communicate with God the Spirit. Man, the Spirit, the Spirit, man. The Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. That's what He's always desired to have. So, Here, back in Acts chapter 2, we finally got back to the Scripture. They were all in unity. Hmm has to take place, doesn't it? For anything, it has to take place in you as well. You know? To be in unity, to be able to come and to receive from your Heavenly Father. Because the flesh tries to get in the way of what, your father wants for your life. Now, here they go. They came together at the sound. Uh, also at the sound of a rushing, mighty wind. Whew. I see that as God breathing again, breathing upon His people, breathing upon bringing His breath, bringing His life into them. And and what their uh, uh, divided tongues as a fire. That 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 brought to mind to me. You remember back in uh, Exodus, Moses had an experience with with God through the what, a burning bush, a fiery bush. It did not consume. To me, this is God's presence coming upon these individuals individually not just as a group, but individually, God's presence coming upon them. Whoa! And they were all filled. They were all filled with the Spirit. And they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Uh Uh-oh! Here we go. Back to where we needed to be in the first place, as with Ellen, Communicating with Our Father, Spirit to Spirit. God is setting, God has brought Pentecost in so that we can get back into that right relationship that He's always desired for us as it was with Adam. Getting back into that kind of relationship. That's amazing what God will do. He will do that so that He can have us. In that kind of relationship, so why Pentecost? Well, uh, <clears throat> God God needed a house. I thought He already had one. <laughs> you know, I thought He had a mansion there. But God needed a place to to dwell. Uh, see, in the Old Testament, they had to build a place for Him to dwell. They built the tabernacle and all the stuff that goes with it, the holy place and the and the brazen altar and all this. And and then the Holy of Holies. And they had to take that down and carry it on so that they could have God's house. But God said, listen, I want to come and to live in man. That's what He calls us, doesn't He? We're the temple of God. Hmm. He's coming to live in us. So, Why? I'm glad you asked that. He's coming to reveal himself. That's what he wanted to do through Adam in the first place. But Adam messed it up. I hope we don't do that. He came to reveal himself, his very character, who he is. Who he, not just what he does, but who he is, his very nature that can function within our lives. He's He's the healer. He's the wisdom. He's the the knowledge. He's the prosperity. He's everything that we need, wrapped up in in one God. He also came to reveal His authority. Uh, he takes a. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I don't know if I just stood back, you know, during creation time, and and all of a sudden I uh, God says. Let there be. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Wow. I would have been amazed for sure just to see that God said, come Adam, birds, trees, just spoke it. He didn't have to go and plant. He just, there it is. He said, I want to give you authority so that you can take a dominion. He wants to... He wants to show us His dominion that He has and He's given it to us. That's what we see in Pentecost. That's what they did in the book of Acts. They began to function as Adam should have. They didn't do it right all the time. They got messed up in the flesh at times. But boy, did they do some things. That's what we're going to get into in the book of Acts. It's going to be powerful to see God functioning through mankind came to to reign on earth. To reign on earth. That's the last scripture, uh, young lady over there, call my wife. Um, Romans 5.17. Yes, Romans 5.17. Excuse me. For if by one man's offense Death reigned by one. Much more, they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what he came to do. I mean, Adam, you messed it up. <laughs> you, you, just, you just messed it You had it perfectly... You had to perfectly continue and you just did exactly what your father didn't want you to do. And now, through all the time, through all these years, all these centuries, God is setting it back in order again to be able to come up with exactly what He wanted in the first place. A divine relationship with mankind Spirit to Spirit, to be able to reign here on this earth. Hallelujah. His creation belongs to mankind. He's given it to us. That's a scripture somewhere in there. I know it's in song, I think, that He's given us the creation. So it's our responsibility. and He's looking to us to take care of, of His responsibility. So therefore, the purpose of Pentecost is not for our benefit. It's for God's. Mm. But I thought I could just, you know, get so full of the Holy Spirit, now I can dance and, and just have a good time and, and, and speak in tongues and, and all this stuff and have a good old, yeah. no, it's for His benefit. Yeah, that yeah, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to want to rejoice, but it's for His benefit. Second Corinthians chapter 5, and we end with this, verse 15. And he, Jesus, died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So my life is not my life. It's for him. I'm not to live for me. I'm not to do what I want. I'm to always do what he wants. Whatever He wants, that's what I want. So I'm coming today to challenge you, to challenge you to give up yourself and allow God to take over, to die to self and allow God to just so consume you with a Pentecostal Spirit. We're not talking about the religion. We're not talking about the domination. But we're talking about that Pentecostal Spirit to bring you back to where he wanted you to be in creation to take dominion and subdue and to reign here on this earth. Hallelujah. Won't you do that today? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that you have provided a way for us to come back totally to you. Through all these years, now we have the privilege and honor to be able to be filled with your spirit, to communicate with you. Spirit to spirit, and to be able to function in the spirit and not in the flesh, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.